you know, let's go back to whatever you focus on grows. It's very hard for someone if you're saying, you know, you, you, you really are a great cook. I am enjoying this spaghetti so much. It's very hard for them to say, you son of a bitch. This week, Dr. Noelle Nelson and I discuss the power of gratitude, and there is actual science to back up how it physically affects us. Stay tuned. Doesn't it sound nice to come home after a long day at work and to see your spouse sitting at the table with a bottle of beautiful red cracked open waiting for you? We think so too, which is why we have the Hitched Wine Club. Visit hitchedmag.com, click the Wine Club link, and join today. It's super easy, takes just a couple clicks. Each shipment comes with exclusive date ideas to help you and your spouse reconnect, and every bottle is guaranteed. Again, go to hitchedmag.com and click the Wine Club link to learn more. Hey everybody, welcome back. This is Steve Cooper, Editor-in-Chief of HitchedMag.com. I am joined once again by the fabulous Dr. Noelle Nelson. Hi, Noelle. Hi, Steve. Uh, Noelle is a relationship expert, popular speaker in the U.S. and abroad, is the author of many, many best-selling books. Her newest book out is called Happy, Healthy, Dead. Check it out. You can get that information at her website, noellenelson.com. We also have a link to that book uh, on our website in the bookstore, hitchedmag.com. Again, it's called Happy, Healthy, Dead. And today, Noelle, we are going to talk about gratitude um, and specifically how gratitude can help marriages. Um, You sent me some information about a study that was done recently, uh, published in uh, the journal Personal Relationships, uh, that shows gratitude as a key ingredient to any marriage, and that it protects couples from divorce and reduces the damaging effects of poor communication. Um, Gratitude was consistently found to predict the quality of the marriage, according to Dr. Alan Barton, one of the study's authors, and he goes on to say, quote, it goes to show the power of thank you. Even if a couple is experiencing distress and difficulty in other areas, gratitude in the relationship can help promote positive marital outcomes. So how does that work? (laughs) Isn't it totally unnatural to say thank you or somehow to be grateful in the middle of an argument, let's say about money? It would not only be completely unnatural, but your spouse would probably want to slap you. (laughs) In other words, it would be phony as all get out. No, that's not the point at all. You're not going to be grateful about the argument. You're not going to be grateful about your disagreement, et cetera, et cetera. But here's the thing. You literally poison your relationship, your whole relationship, when you let the argument bleed into other parts of your marriage. And see, that's what we do. That's what we do, Steve. So you're having this argument about money. Um, it can be a little one, a big one. It doesn't matter. But it's about the finances of, of the household. Somebody went over budget. Somebody's upset with the other one for going over budget. But the problem is the next thing that happens is you go, I don't like you very much. 
You don't necessarily say it to your spouse, but you think it. And then you get sour about your spouse. And so what happens is it infiltrates, if you will, into your opinion of your spouse, which means that any other conversation is going to be unpleasant as well. Mm. So that, if you will, it's the, it's the, it's all, I think of it as an octopus, but it's, it's you know, it's kind of like you've got the head of the octopus, which is pretty big, but then you have all those tentacles. Uh-huh. It's like the head of the octopus is the argument about money, but here we go. We've got all those tentacles that are going to ruin the whole thing. And so that's where gratitude and appreciation can be a very useful tool. Okay. So, um, it, I mean, because we, we know that a lot of times couples, when they argue about something, they're really arguing about something else. Um, and I guess what you're saying is gratitude would would stop that bleeding? No, it's not so much that. It's not so much, you know, we're arguing about money, but really what we're arguing about is, I mean, I hate how you treated my mother. It's not so much that. It's more that if you're not, how do I say this? If you don't have a tool to counteract what's going on in the actual argument, then you'll find yourselves fighting over absolutely everything. Okay. okay? You'll start fighting over or, or arguing or having a negative opinion about how your spouse made dinner or cleaned the dishes or looked after the kids or didn't look after the kids or whatever, whatever. That's the tentacle thing okay. is that the, the argument is no longer about money. Okay. So, so if we don't, if we're not careful, it becomes about everything else. Okay. So, so the argument will bleed into other parts of the marriage. Uh, so you start fighting over money and, um, and then now you're fighting over not having enough sex. And so it's right. It, so it's, it's almost like, um, what is it? A Hydra <laughs> where, you, where you cut off one head and two more grow kind of a thing. So you're arguing about That's money. A great, and then, yeah. And so then now all of a sudden it's, you're, you're arguing about three things instead of just the one. And I think your analogy in the very beginning about you just kind of poison the well. So everything becomes toxic um, is, is a great um, analogy. Yes. And the thing is, is that, you know, you don't necessarily realize you're doing it. And that's one of the reasons that hitched exists, frankly, in my estimation, which is to bring awareness to us, to bring what we're doing unconsciously, not maliciously. No. Believe me, 99% of the people on the planet are not malicious, but it's unconscious. And so you don't even realize that you are now criticizing the way your husband or wife does their fitness program or is too fat or not fat enough or whatever. Is, is actually an outgrowth, if you will, a poisoning of the well, of the argument you had yesterday about money. Mm-hmm. You don't realize it. And that's, that's how the well gets poisoned. If we, if we realize it, which is you know, hopefully one of the objectives of this podcast today, then we can do something different about it. Okay? But until then, what happens is, frankly, you start getting picky or criticizing little by little absolutely everything about your mate. So, and they haven't done anything differently. Yeah. Okay. So I'm assuming then that, that the longer that something like this goes on, the toxicity of that well begins to get more concentrated. Correct. The less you recognize that this can happen and does very easily without your meaning to or being mean or anything else, 
the worse it gets. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. And then people wonder why, you know, two days later, three days later, they're yelling, I want a divorce at each other. Yeah. I'm, because I'm, really, if we take it back to where they started, they were not, they would never in a million years divorce over the budget. Mm -hmm. Yeah, exactly. That's not grounds for divorce, disagreeing on money. Right. Um, right. I'm really glad that you brought up <laughs> the reason for Hitched because I do like to remind people, and I know I'm preaching to the choir here with the listeners because you've tuned in and listened to this podcast, but that really is the, the honest to God. When I launched Hitched, when I came up with the concept for Hitched, I was astounded at the lack of ongoing information for how to be happily married. Like that is ultimately the, the, when people ask me like, well, what do I do? I basically tell them why well, try to help people stay happily married. I'm this, that's what we do. And the fact that there isn't this resource uh, outside of us um, that's non-denominational and po marriage positive information that sort of thing that's really what we do and I and I understand reading about how to resolve arguments is not the most um, scintillating read every single day <laughs> kind of a thing but honestly if you just and I'm going to be self-promotional here if you just subscribe to the newsletter just so the information's coming to you um, it keeps it top of mind, even if you don't read the stuff and click on the links or follow us on Twitter, just having us in your newsfeed, at least you th have that information streaming to you so you don't forget like, oh, yeah, and I think that's part of the problem that I was seeing is that people just, they would get married a couple years down the road, the honeymoon phase has worn off, which is literally like a chemical reaction of the honeymoon phase, that wears off. And then people start, uh, and Noel had, and I had a, a, a conversation about taking things for granted earlier before we got on <laughs> on the episode. But you start taking things for granted, and and then it starts going. Your marriage starts going by the wayside, and just having this information and in your repertoire of informational news feed is, I think, a good positive step. So. Thank you, listeners. I know that was a tangent and just a self-promotional tangent, so I appreciate you sticking with it. Uh, and uh, yeah, like I'm, and I'm glad that you brought that up, Noel. Well, here's the thing about it that that to me is the most important, and it's the same reason that we we you know put notes in our phone and stuff like that to remind us of stuff. Is you need to keep what's important at the top of your consciousness, and a lot of this can become very unconscious, automatic, rote, um, and to a certain degree, that's fine. That's fine. We, we couldn't go about our lives if, if a lot of stuff wasn't just done by rote. But when it comes to your marriage, you don't want things to go unconscious. You really don't. You want the, the love and the appreciation and the delight and all those things to stay, as you said, top of. And an easy way to do that is, duh, the Twitter feed. Um, but generally, you know, I think that's what we do. We try to promote awareness. Mm -hmm. Simple. I think you might have been the one that said this, um, which is what you focus on grows. Absolutely. And I would be. Yes. <laughs> That's a Noelism. And, and I love that. And I love that because it's yeah. so true and so simple. Um, I love it. Okay. Let's move on. Let's get back to the, mm -hmm. the topic of gratitude here in this, in particular, this study. Um, and the study itself says you can counteract the ill effects that we were just talking about, about poisoning of the well, um, about one um, argument bleeding into the other 
aspects of the marriage. Uh, and you can counteract those effects with gratitude and appreciation. So how would that work from a practical point of view, Noel? Well, the first thing is, whenever you get into a conflict or an argument or disagreement, is to recognize that the argument is about, for example, money, period. That's all it's about, the budget. It's about who blew it and who wants to set things differently. It is not about your mate's personality, character, anything like that. It's a purely factual thing. So it's called be a grown-up and try to remember that if you're arguing about money or you're arguing about, you know, should we go out to dinner twice a week or once a week or whatever it is, then it has to stay there. The best example I can give you, um, Steve, of how this works is, a fancy word for it in psychology is to compartmentalize, Mm -hmm. meaning you stick things in compartments. The argument about money is in a compartment. It does not need to be anywhere else. It's in the compartment called on Tuesday night at 7 o'clock. We had a fight about money. Okay, fine. Okay. So with that... um and you compartmentalize and you say like, okay, we had that argument about money um, mm-hmm. and you move on. Exactly. Okay. So it's all about exactly. moving. But does, do you need to. And I'll give you where gratitude and appreciation kick in so you can move on. Okay. So, I mean, but do you need to, do you need to resolve that conflict in order to move on? It's very helpful. It's very helpful, of course, but we are grownups. I want to, let's take the example of work. Okay. 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 You go to work, you have a problem uh, with a project or a colleague or whatever, okay? And you automatically compartmentalize it Mm. because you can't afford to then have the same, you know, literally birth and and develop the same conflict or problem or whatever with the next colleague, the next project, the next whatever. We automatically kind of contain it to the person or project that that was involved with because you know you're going to get fired <laughs> otherwise yeah. you know no. so it's almost like taking a an understanding of how we do this at work and bringing it into well there is the work of marriage or the business of marriage if you will mm-hmm. and you can consider these arguments or these disagreements more in that light to help you compartmentalize i love that example that's yeah that's that's perfect and and you're right I, i'm glad you I'm glad you uh, emphasize the fact that we're adults because so many times you hear arguments and conversations where it's very binary. It's either this or this. And we are quantum computers. Uh, We can handle more than one thing simultaneously. So that's a great example. Um, One of the things that people have heard us talk about over and over again is the research of Dr. John Gottman. And before we get to that. Oh, okay. Before we get to that, because we started this little bit by saying, how, how do you counteract the poisoning of the well, the marital well, with gratitude and appreciation? We haven't gotten to that part yet. So it's so, more than just compartmentalizing? Absolutely. Okay. So the first thing is compartmentalize, because believe me, that makes life easier. Okay. But secondly, what is so incredibly important, it ties in with many of the things that I and other of your um, relationship experts have talked about, which is... You remember that list of things you love about your mate that mm. you made 
when you were in love with your mate, yeah. whether it was, you know, I don't mean the honeymoon phase. I mean, one, you know, has those wonderful moments where you just sort of glow with love for them and you make your list and you tuck it away on your phone or in your underwear drawer or wherever. Take the damn thing out and read it. I think the last time that we did a podcast, we talked specifically about this, creating lists. Well, good. <laughs> then it, Hopefully it's, it's still in people's uh, um, memories because there's, you know, right in the, you've had that argument, right? And you've been, you've been an adult and you've compartmentalized, but still there's all that residual eh, going on. So as soon as you can, go back to your list, be quiet, and just let it remind you of everything that you are thankful for and appreciate about your mate. I'm a really, really big proponent of props. And as far as I'm concerned, that is one of the best props you could ever use. Okay, I have a question about a prop. Yes. Text messaging. We now have a record of long conversations going back and forth with our spouse through text messaging. If you're in a fight, would it be beneficial? I mean, we talked about creating this list of all the great things, but you can literally go back and see a conversation you have with your spouse that made you laugh or that made you happy or excited or whatever. Can you just, would you recommend going back and scrolling up to the top of your text messages and seeing that time that you sent them back that hilariously laughing teary-eyed emoji face? You can certainly do that. The only hiccup I would see is that sometimes when we're in a negative space, it it narrows our perception. And all we see is the negative. So the advantage to a a list of positive, I love you, what I love about you, as opposed to going through your text messages, is unfortunately, as you run through those text um, threads, you may find some that weren't so good. Because you've talked and because about the you're passing, in a negative place. Yeah, you start looking at them through the the right. lens of this of this negative point of view, That's and right. so you start seeing things differently. Uh, Correct. The, okay. And so so Correct. and also you may you may not even you may just flip by or scroll by the ones that were positive because right now you are pardon me pissed. So your perception is narrowed. It's just a you know it's just how we're engineered. And so pop. I mean I'm a. It might even be – that's actually – this is very interesting because we see this in the media business uh, where people seek out confirmation bias. So, Absolutely. Uh, you know, if you think uh, Trump is the best person on the planet, then you seek out Trump-positive information. If you think Hillary is the best person on the planet, you seek, Hillary, seek out Hillary-positive uh, information. And so the same thing I would assume would apply to this, that if you are upset with your spouse – and right. you think that they have done a wrong, you're going to scroll through and perhaps not see those positives that you just talked about, but you're going to start seeing all the times that you felt that they were wrong and perhaps even dragging those things back into the light. Right. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Mm -hmm. So Poisoning the well some more. Yeah. So I think you're, you know, even though it's kind of, how do I say this? It, it may seem so basic and simplistic to just drool over a list. Mm -hmm. It's a list that you made, hopefully, when you were feeling particularly warm, fuzzy towards your spouse. And if you'll just let yourself, just let yourself go into that list, you'll revive those feelings and you'll be, be much easier to compartmentalize that argument. So, no, that makes perfect sense because it's almost like you've created 
this light around your spouse that's too bright to dim with the negative feelings. Beautifully put. Beautifully put. Yes. Um, was there, okay, so I, I don't want to move on <laughs> unless we've exhausted all the <laughs> ways that we can counteract those ill effects uh, through gratitude and appreciation. Do you have any more tips? Yeah, that, no, that, that's pretty much it. It's, okay. it's a basic one, but it works. Okay. Um, and then um, as I started earlier, uh, John Gottman's got tons of research. Uh, you know, he is the marriage uh, research guru. Um, and one of the things that he has put in front of everybody is this magic ratio of five to one. Five positives uh, are needed to outweigh one negative. Uh, is that hold here as well? Oh, yes. My goodness, yes. And I consider that one just a maintenance thing. In other words, for every, you know, you've, you've had that argument with your spouse over the budget, whatever, you're now, you're now <laughs> that arena of budget, you've got tagged as being, they're terrible at it. Um, so it's very important that you then go about your day or your evening and find five positive things about your spouse. It can take effort, by the way, because you're probably not feeling warm and fuzzy right then, but find five positive things and, you know, have, have, share those with your spouse to counteract that one, you are a dreadful budgeter. <laughs> <Got meant. laughs> uh-huh. um, It'll also make you feel better. Okay. And, yeah. you know, this five to one ratio, does it, um, is there a timeline on that? I mean, does it, so let's say we have a fight. Okay. Cause I was going to say, if we have a yeah. fight at night and you can muster up two, <laughs> that's the best oh, yeah, you can do. You're doing good. Um, you're doing good. Okay. You're on the right track. Okay. Absolutely. And it's interesting. There have been studies done on this formula in the workplace as well. And in the workplace, it seems like you can get away with three to one. Why is that? Is it because it's well, less the personal? Well, workplace is less personal. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah. Okay. The workplace is usually less personal, yes. But, you know, let's put it this way. I, I prefer to err on the side of a little too much than have it not work. Sure. And I'm, uh, you so, know, and I would also assume, too, that um, most people aren't going to do some, like, scorekeeping of, like, well, I've got three. <laughs> I only have two more to go. And we're going to be great again. <laughs> So I'm sure you'll know when you start feeling better and your spouse starts responding to it. So now is this five to one thing, is it um, particularly because, again, this is not a binary situation, uh, there are multiple people involved um, and they will both have their own emotions about this. Is this something where both people need to participate in this five to one ratio because you're both going to be heated if it is a true argument? You know, let's go back to whatever you focus on grows. Mm-hmm. It's very hard for someone if you're saying, you know, you 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 really are a great cook. I am enjoying this spaghetti so much. It's very hard for them to say, you son of a bitch. <laughs> yes. Okay. In other words, what's, really, if you just sort of very genuinely, it always has to be genuine. If you genuinely express gratitude and appreciation to a person, believe me, you will wear them down. Mm-hmm. <laughs> And hopefully you're not doing it in that man- manipulative way because people can always feel it when you're manipulating. Yeah. But g- being genuine, and, and that's why, like you said, Steve, maybe you can only muster up to, I say, hooray. You yeah. Know, on the right track. And it reminds the other, because they're heated too, it reminds them that the love is there. Yeah. I mean, it's really de-escalating this like, arms race when you Correct. start throwing out these uh, comments of appreciation and gratitude and things because it, it, yeah, I mean, that's really what it does. And to this, to your, 
to this point about, you know, if you focus on it, it, it grows. All you have to do to see this in action is smile at somebody. Correct. Smile and, you know, nine times out of 10, they will just smile back, you know? Yep. And if you mean mug somebody and give them that look, they're going to give you a, at, at minimum, a curious look. They're not going to, most likely not just going to smile back at you. Um, no. So that's, that is like a very potent way of exercising this. Like if it, if you focus on it, it'll grow. If you throw some kind words at your spouse, it's going to be to your point, it's going to be really hard for them to come back and say, you son of a bitch. Yeah. At least not in a, uh, um, satirical manner. <laughs> right. Right. Um, all right. This was, uh, this is very interesting and um, I think very helpful. Did you have anything else you wanted to add to this conversation? Only to say that when you appreciate, you who are doing the appreciating, it actually benefits you physiologically. Your heart rate gets better and your brain works better. And this is all science-based. So when you are appreciating your spouse, being grateful from a genuine place, remember that you're also doing good stuff for yourself, which once again is going to help soothe or de-escalate that arms race. Mm. And which just kind of goes into the piles and piles and piles of information about happy, healthy, positive relationships and the benefits of actual physical health. There was one actually just came out, um, I just read about it this week, that talked about uh, cancer patient recovery and how um, married couples, um, and they conceded that they didn't study people who weren't married but were also happily in, in happy relationships. But just in general, if you are with somebody who you love and are happy with, to your point, Noel physiologically your body responds better so absolutely it's it's worth the investment to make this effort everybody oh yeah um all right this is fantastic noel um i could you know <laughs> we could talk for hours on pretty much anything i feel like <laughs> so i'm so <laughs> happy that uh we are able to steal you for uh a few minutes uh each month and so i want to thank you so so much for your time it's always a pleasure and i can't wait to do this again soon thank you so much steve and i want to remind everybody that you have been listening to dr noel nelson is a relationship expert and a popular speaker in the U.S. and abroad. Noelle is a author of many best-selling books. As I mentioned at the top, her latest is Happy Healthy Dead, and you can get that at her website, noellenelson.com. Uh, she is also the author of Your Man is Wonderful and Dangerous Relationships, uh, a couple more of her books. You can find Noelle on Twitter at Dr. Noelle Nelson. You can find her on uh, Google Plus and Facebook. Um, again, you can get this information at her website, noellenelson.com. And of course, we link to this stuff at our website, hitchedmag.com. If you have questions, comments, um, feedback, we love hearing from you. Uh, you can reach us on those aforementioned 
the social networks, Facebook, Twitter, Tumblr, Pinterest, Instagram, uh, you name it, we participate for the most part. Um, and as I mentioned in the uh, earlier in this episode, we have a newsletter and you can subscribe to that. Just go to hitchmag.com and click the newsletter link and all you really need to do not really need to do all you need to do is just enter your email address and hit submit that's it it's that simple um and so if you do that and or if you're already doing that i want to thank you so much and um that's going to be all the pitches for this week (laughs) so one last time thank you so much noel thank you steve all right that's going to do it take care everybody 